Good morning, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm already missing Angel this morning. Uh, this is BCN Headlines with your co-host, Wesley Brown. My uh, co-pilot, Angel Bird, is... Uh, oh, I'm missing her right now, y'all. Uh, Angel is taking her... Uh, uh, she's taking her real estate license test. Good, good morning to you, Little Rock. We're going to talk this morning about uh, a lot of things going on in the city of Little Rock, national, federal, state headlines, and we're going to we have a great guest today, uh, Kwame Abdubay. Kwame, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. You've had a busy week? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy last 10 days or yeah. so. Uh, uh, we and we got we got a fight against uh, what's being put up on us. So uh, and the fight continues, and I'm here to invite all of the listeners to join in to the fight. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about redistricting. We want to get into a little bit of talking at first, talking about what uh, your organization and all the great work you've been doing, especially uh, uh, anytime you got the legislature in in town and doing mm-hmm. stuff. You you're, they're going to keep you busy. So yes, indeed. So, uh, uh, welcome this morning again. This is Black Consumer News, uh, BCN Headlines. Your uh, Go to blackconsumernews.com and check out our site. Uh, that we want to be your uh, black news feed for Arkansas. Uh, we cover the legislature. We cover business news. We cover legislative news. News that empowers. That's our tagline. So, uh, we're going to get straight into it this morning. I want to uh, first uh, uh, get into uh, uh, a little bit about what's been going on at the legislature. Our governor uh, came out on Wednesday, uh, uh, and I will uh, uh, kind of read to you what, what kind of what he said. Uh, uh, the governor came out, uh, redistricting bills to become law without his signature. Governor Hutchinson said he won't sign any of the bills that the member of the 93rd General Assembly sent to him last week. He announced that on Thursday. Uh, those bills included Senate Bill 739, House Bill uh, 1977, Senate Bill 743, and House Bill 1982. Senate Bill 739, House Bill 1977. 1977 had to do with the vaccine mandate. We may talk a little bit about that today, but we really want to get into Senate Bill 743 and House Bill 1980, uh, uh, 1982. 1982. Uh, uh, basically, uh, I want to kind of get into the weeds a little bit. Uh, a talk with coming in because he's a uh, a cartographer. Yes. Uh, that, that's, uh, if you don't know what that is, that's a map drawer, someone yes. who can draw a map. And uh, uh, with, with what's going on with gerrymandering, I, I wouldn't want to be a map drawer right now. Uh, well, uh, the, the interesting thing is uh, redistricting cartographers basically only work every 10 years, <laughs> but the starting salary is $300 an hour. So, so hey, hey, I, I like that. I, like, I, may, I, I may get into that. Yeah. Right but, but first of all, I want to get into, uh, uh, you know, we did the 2020 census. We started mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, back uh, oh, well over a year ago. It got off to a rocky start because of, of COVID-19. Yes. A lot of the information came in late. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. you're supposed to uh, complete that by the end of the year. Give it to the president. Yes. And then uh, a few months later, you get the redistricting the information yes. to redraw the map. So 10 years ago, uh, when Governor Mike uh, Beebe was in office, mm-hmm. the Democrats uh uh, had the opportunity to redraw the maps. That uh, is correct. Uh, this is actually the first time in the state's history mm-hmm. that Republicans have been in control uh, during this time. Well, and, and let, let, let's talk about that. What has happened over the last 10 days? We have had, uh, we've got, right now, we have a Republican supermajority. Supermajority. In, in the House and Senate. You have, in all of the state offices, yes. you have a uh, uh, you have a Republican governor, you have a secretary of state, and all mm-hmm. of the, uh, the attorney general offices are held. Uh, yes. Even our Supreme Court uh, has, yes. a, has a six, probably six, three, six, it's kind of like it mirrors the, the U.S. Supreme Court <laughs> yes. in terms of, of, of the weight toward uh, uh, the partisanship toward the re- mm-hmm. Republicans. And also our four congressional seats and our two U.S. senators are, uh, uh, are also held by Republican. So uh, the last person, three people to hold office, Democrats in the state of Arkansas in 2011 was uh, uh, in, in second district was Vic Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, and I think uh, the Attorney General uh, McDaniels was the yes. last three officers in the state of Arkansas, the Democrats to hold office. What has taken place is a complete takeover of the legislature mm. and right now essentially uh democrats cannot get a bill out of committee without the help of of the legislature when the a special session was called uh, there were 33 bills redistricting bills filed mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, let's start with that okay uh, we started uh let's go through those that timetable uh when the legislature came back uh they filed those bills and let, let's talk about uh, the the process. There was one bill filed by Senator Elliott that would have made uh, the second district, which is now held by Representative French Hill, it would have became uh, a majority minority. Yes, district. and I, and yeah, I want to get in that, but uh, you talked about a good point as far as we being late in this process, mm-hmm. and I want to let the listeners know a little bit about that. Okay, I'm actually ahead. a former employee <laughs> okay, okay. of the U.S. Census Bureau, mm-hmm. and during this process, I was traveling between uh, St. Louis and New Orleans, right. counting people, mm-hmm. you know, day in, day out. Wow. wow. Uh, and uh, that process was not only uh, hampered, hampered by uh the uh shutdown that was going right, on at yeah. the time because you know you couldn't really you get people to open their doors or yeah. anything right uh and another thing is we had so much interference by the trump administration uh-huh. uh we would literally i would wake up in the morning and on my computer the rules would change on a daily basis uh-huh. because of what the trump administration was doing so uh there was an orchestrated uh, uh, effort to kind of intimidate intimidate us and everything <laughs> and you know the rules would change the dates would change on when we needed to do things so we were confused the entire time <laughs> and also there was a federal lawsuit that was filed yes. Uh, yes. but basically for for 
they didn't want to count anyone that was not a citizen of yes. a, a census, even going back to the Bible time. Yes. It's simply meant to, to count Just everyone who is there. <laughs> within your boundaries of, of that Indeed. Of, of, of that wherever that geography is. Yes. But they wanted to eliminate anyone who was not uh uh, a citizen just make it a citizen uh census whereas we we probably wouldn't even be yeah it wouldn't be 300 million well and here, here's 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 the thing on that is that uh the numbers that we have now because of everything we just said mm -hmm. these numbers are actually suspect yeah yeah we don't really we know, know what, what the, the true the numbers true are number you, you look at uh, what's going on in Jefferson County they said Jefferson County's population declined like, by like 10,000 10, mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. that did that not happen, happen. Yeah. It, that did not happen but uh, the thing is because of uh, COVID-19 because of the Trump administration we weren't able to get out get there out and there do the counts yeah I, I, I've never uh, you know, with my church, we we basically I had to go and tell people y'all need to go online yes. and make sure that you're counted. And and you know I wrote several stories about about that. There were several groups, but like you said, every time you've tried to do, even the person who was over the Census Bureau, he was basically oh trying to cut, to cut off the time to count mm -hmm. the folks. He wanted to cut it off in August, yes. whereas the federal law says you have to go through the end of the year. Yes, uh, so that that began where we are now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, moving forward, when the, um, when the unofficial numbers, because there was two sets of numbers that came out, the unofficial numbers came out uh, in early August, the official numbers came out in mid uh, September. Right. Uh, uh, so what we what we what we dealt with with those unofficial numbers is that gave us a way to start the process of thinking about how the maps would be drawn mm -hmm. in redistricting. There are several principles that you must abide by mm -hmm. when you're uh, drawing the maps. The number one most important principle is called one man, one vote. One person, one vote. Yes. And what that means, and I like one person, one vote. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm going to adopt that if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah. But one person, one vote. Basically, what that means is that you should draw maps in a way that every single individual uh, in within the United States who is a registered voter has the same equal opportunity to vote for a candidate of their choice. Right. And that's multi-layered. The most important thing that people think about is okay well we have to have the same number of people in each, each district yeah, yeah, that's yes that's one part of it mm -hmm. but another part of it means that a person in the heights who votes uh their vote should have the same exact power as a person right. in riceville right all right and when we talk about what's going on with this gerrymandering mm -hmm. that is no longer so mm -hmm. because in order for you to have the uh same power of vote you have to be able to be uh, uh, grouped together with what's called communities of interest. Right. And a community of interest, a community of interest can be uh, people that are of the same uh, ethnic or racial background, mm -hmm. people that speak the same language. Mm -hmm. 
people of the same political party. Uh, it could be people that are all in the same fraternity, sorority, people that go to the same school, people urban go to the same rule. church, mm -hmm. uh, urban rule. So anytime that you have people that you share a mental and political affinity with, that's called your community of interest. Mm -hmm. And we see in this current map. Y'all get map, the education today. Yeah, Come on with yeah, it. Yeah, you see in that current map how that has been broken up right. uh, in southeastern Pulaski County. And then when we think of the numbers, mm -hmm. uh, it's been there's been a lot of media coverage on the uh, uh, massive increase of population in Washington and Benton counties mm -hmm. and in Sebastian County. Yeah, so. uh, there, there's a lot of it, but very little media information is on the uh, yeah. me, uh, the population here in Pulaski County. Let me tell you how that breaks down. Okay. So here in Pulaski County, uh, there was a net increase of about 14 percent of population. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you how that breaks down. The white population the of Pulaski, index, right? yeah, what you're about to get the into. white population in Pulaski County decreased Increase. by twenty thousand people. people. Twenty thousand people, mm -hmm. twenty thousand white people mm -hmm. in Pulaski County no longer live here. Mm -hmm. But the increase of non-white was fifty-four thousand. Yeah, the, the the Census Bureau did something that I think I went in and saw the spreadsheet. Yes, that's very interesting. They have the diversity in, index. Yes, now. the diversity index. index. And basically, in the state of Arkansas, for every two people that you meet, one of those people that you meet are going to be a person of color. Correct. And in Pulaski County, in my home county, down in Hempstead County, they are the number two diversity insects. I think uh, uh, Pulaski County is now at 63%. Yes. And No, 68%. And, and Hempstead County, where I grew up, uh, a lot of black folk, a lot of Hispanic folk, because you got the migrant camp down yes. there, is at 64%. Mm. So that means that about 70% of the people that you meet in Pulaski County which population went up to 399,125. Yes. yes. And is it means that most of the, the growth in Pulaski County, our community, you've got that, yes. you put out that community word, of interest. Is, are people of color and people who have a similar background. Yeah. And where has this growth been concentrated? Mm -hmm. In southeastern East Pulaski County. County. Where did they break up the county? In, in southeastern South Pulaski County. County. So now you start to see that that was a extremely intentional and strategic move when they did what they well, did. Well, I, I listened to the debate uh, 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 on, uh, I've got a caller coming. Okay. Uh, well, caller, we'll get back to you. Uh, uh, I had uh, talked to the mayor and also Fred Love, who was mm -hmm. part of the debate on the House. Uh, they had an interest because they are Southwest boys. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Fred was really upset because he, he said, where I-30 is split, you go on one side, they're down in the 4th District uh, yes. uh, with, with my family in Hempstead County. Hempstead County, if you look at the 4th District map, it goes all the way from Texarkana all yes. the way to the top of the state. Yes, up to Boone County. In Boone County. <laughs> and, and what do those two have in common? There's nothing in common there. <laughs> and, and so... As you said, uh, 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 when those map was drawn uh, in, in the debates, uh, it, it was it was cartoonish, and you know some of the debate, uh, especially in the Senate, where where uh, uh, they had given no consideration. Even the the senator who sponsored the bill, Senator English Jane English of North Little Rock, mm -hmm. she's going to split her con 
her her district yes in, into the first district so uh i'm gonna let you continue but i just want to yeah, kind of throw that indeed in. indeed and you can bring on the caller whenever you want to uh i don't think i think it stopped ringing yeah, yeah. but uh let's let's talk about what jane english and um nelda speaks did mm -hmm. all right so uh jane english she did not introduce a bill at all mm -hmm. uh and uh call are you there all, all right. Uh, the question is, and yeah, I would like for you to help explain how they use the prison population as part of gerrymandering. I know since Reconstruction, they always have a slick way of uh, pulling the wool over our eyes, I would say, giving us this illusion of inclusion when at the same time they are really benign neglecting everything else goes on with us redistricting or redirecting the monies and everything else so what so what is your question then about the prison population okay and so they, how they use the prison population with this gerrymandering okay i'm, I'm gonna let, uh, let me um um uh kwame answer that question for you oh, sure, sure. okay so uh how that works is how that works is here in Arkansas, as in most of the United States, uh, uh, the prison population is counted where they uh, where they're housed. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, if you uh, let's take the Riceville yep. unit, since we're talking about that area, mm -hmm. everybody that's in the Riceville unit uh, is not necessarily from Pulaski County. Right. But they're all counted as, as if they no. live in Pulaski mm -hmm. County. Now, there is a movement that's going on. <clears throat> Pardon me. There's a movement that's going on in the United States to change that. Uh, Pennsylvania is one of the states that just changed it a couple of weeks ago. Right. Where what what you do instead of counting the prison population where they're housed, you count them from their last known address before they went into the uh, the system. Right. Uh, and what that did that what that gives you is a more true representation of representation mm -hmm. so uh if you if you have a uh because most prisons are uh, uh, uh built in poor white communities mm -hmm. right and they built in poor white communities because they're uh, really good economic mm -hmm. motivators yeah, because right. you have this prison labor mm -hmm. where they're uh they're working and they're getting paid uh, uh, cents on the dollar per hour right? Uh, and they're uh, creating industry and bringing all of this money and they do uh, farming as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so the goal is to uh, end prison gerrymandering so that people are counted at their last known address instead of where they live. Right, right. I, I know you, you mentioned that economic engine. I know in Grady yes. County, you mentioned Grady County. Mm -hmm. You go down there, that's the economic engine for yes. Grady County. So uh, uh, thanks for answering that question. But but getting back to... Yeah, getting back getting back to uh, uh, Speaks in English, uh, Representative Speaks, uh, she her original bill that she introduced was HB 1959. Yeah. And HB 1959 did something that uh, Love's bill did, did something that Elliot's bill did, did something that Murdoch's bill did, did something that uh, Clark's bill did, did something uh, that uh, Flowers' bill did, and it capped uh, Cap County's whole. Right. Uh, and that's that's when we get into the principles, the uh, second principle after uh, 
equal population right. is to make sure that you do not uh, violate any county borders or any city our town borders mm -hmm. uh, and so the goal is to draw a map where uh, all counties are capped whole we had six Camp, six maps mm -hmm. uh, where all of the counties were capped hold uh, mm -hmm. as, as the names I just gave you and uh, Speaks ma original map was like that mm -hmm. but what happened was on last Tuesday evening about uh, 8 47 p.m. In, in, in the night in the night in the <laughs> heat of the night <laughs> uh, she changed her map mm -hmm. without notifying anybody, anybody letting anybody know and the next morning she they went in and voted on it yeah, yeah so yeah. How, how are you going to put a map out mm -hmm. uh, at nighttime after the Bureau of Legislative Research closed, they close at four thirty. Yeah, and there's, and you know there is a, a, a Senate and a House rule that once a bill is changed, it must sit. Yes, it must sit in committee. Yes, uh, for a uh, 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 generally twenty four hours because it because it gives the committee members the, opportunity to, to look to over county. it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, this didn't happen. Yeah, and it was one of those things. And, and, and one of the things that happened in the redistricting, a lot of the general House and Senate rules that govern the bodies were changed yep. so uh, so as to speed up the process, yes. uh, give it cover so that people wouldn't know. Even some of the senators didn't even know. They were asking during the Senate debate, Senator Elliott, uh, uh, Senator uh, Claude Tucker were asking, well, how did you consider this yeah. how did this come to yes and she couldn't answer any question english couldn't answer any questions mm -hmm. speaks couldn't answer any questions mm -hmm. so uh when you look at and it's, it's it was actually pitiful mm -hmm. to watch them because uh english uh uh speaks english was, couldn't even ask any she yeah. didn't ask any questions but but she was she was asked a question she said uh do, do you can you explain to me why you uh broke up the city of little rock and the city of north well i was told that they weren't broken up you, and, but you were told so by who it's your you're the, sponsor, <laughs> you're the sponsor of the bill and you don't know what's in your bill you don't know what's in the bill you, you mentioned the the, the the splitting of counties yes in the last last uh the democrats had only five counties mm -hmm. uh that were partially uh, mm -hmm. a little bit uh, a split uh, yes. under the new legislation i think there are now what 11 uh you talk about the new bill that's yeah, going yeah, on right yeah. now uh there are two main Sebastian. splits it, yeah with Sebastian, and that's sebastian county and pulaski county. county uh but uh sebastian county was split in a way where it's not they're not really affected because they're split where you have rules split from, from not from, from non urban. from urban mm -hmm. yes i said mm -hmm. non-rural mm -hmm. uh but that's not how it's done in pulaski county how it's done in pulaski county it was a surgical drawing of the slicing map and dicing. slicing and dicing <laughs> <laughs> and where you literally have uh, uh, Wrightsville, mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, uh, Sweet Home, you have uh, College Station, uh, you have parts of uh, uh, Southwest Little Rock, mm -hmm. and you even uh, there's even parts of uh, East End over near the airport right. are all split off into one congressional district then you have parts of rose city mm -hmm. in north little rock and uh, uh other parts over there on the other side of the river they go to another congressional the first, district, first district and, jonesboro yeah and and it and it makes absolutely positively 
no logical sense, no legal sense, no ethical sense. Mm-hmm. And so what our goal is, is bringing a, we want to first bring awareness to this. And then, uh, as uh, my wife, Clarice, always says, you know, where well, we got to have some action and we got to have yep, some solutions. OK, well, so. <laughs> I, I want to get into get into that a little bit. I, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, first of all, I want to want to go first what the governor did yes oh uh, man uh, and then uh uh talk about some of those solutions and things that that what what can happen as far as your petition and also mm-hmm. the other parallel is what could happen in the courts yes. if it gets to the courts first mm-hmm. of all i'm going to read to uh 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 what governor hetchinson said in his press conference that i covered the other day he said i am concerned about the impact of redistricting plan on the minority population while the percentage of the minority composition of the proposed map for three of the four districts does not differ from the current percentages, the removal, he agreed, of minority areas in Pulaski County into, do this, into do two distant districts, the first and fourth district, raises concerns. I have been contacted by many asking me to veto the legislation. This is what he said. I decided not to veto the bills, but instead to let them go into law Without my signature, this will enable those who wish to challenge this redistricting plan in the court to do so. Then he mentioned the fact that he was a counsel in 1990 uh, mm-hmm. census, uh, that he was a counsel with the NAACP challenging the con- congressional de- redistricting plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's what happened. Uh, uh, when those bills were passed uh, in the House and versions, there's two versions, both were passed, sent to his desk. You can only, mm-hmm. he, whichever one he signs, one is, is or doesn't sign uh they become come law they were identical so mm-hmm. uh the one thing that didn't happen the emergency clause wasn't passed on yes those bills, meaning and we're we're actually thankful for that yeah uh, <laughs> that means they 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 can't become law immediately uh which had some the issues concerns of its own anyway mm-hmm. uh but what happened when he doesn't the governor has an opportunity to to veto a bill with with arkansas is unusual in the fact that a simple majority overturns yeah. one of the only two states in the union where a simple majority uh, are is, is that not crazy a, it's just crazy <laughs> it, it, it it is not uh i mean it's i'm not sure why no one has challenged that in the court because it's unconstitutional but 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 what it does is it makes uh, a governor weak yes in, in terms of uh you know, some people said, and I, and I and I chatted with someone over at the governor's office. He said, "Well, why didn't he veto it on principle?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and his stance was also with with the with the vaccine mandate that same question. And he basically said it would just delay what was going to happen in any way. Uh, and I, I can't. I'm not going to get into that whether whether he should veto it on principle just to say I'm going to stand with what's right. Uh, but it didn't, and now those bills will, will without his signature, it takes a little longer to become law, but they will become law. And and now we're at the position where yesterday you and your group uh, uh, went to the state capitol trying to make people aware. Angel was up there. She took pictures, and we're going to do a story on that. Uh, uh, but tell us about bringing people together and, and what are some of those next steps that you're going to take. Okay, so... When we uh, talk about what happened, uh, we've pretty much like been in uh, emergency mode uh, for the last seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, once uh, once these uh, bills uh, 
did uh, get through uh, both uh, houses of the General Assembly, uh, we decided that we need to begin uh, mobilizing mm-hmm. and talking. So I've literally over the last uh, nine days, I've literally been in about 15 different meetings mm-hmm. uh, and 15 different meetings with 15 different groups, groups of stakeholders. Yeah. Uh, and those stakeholders include uh, the uh, legislators whose districts uh, have been uh, negatively affected by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they include uh, people that live in these districts as well, uh, and they include uh, just generally uh, justice and freedom and rights loving mm-hmm. uh, Arkansans. And what we've what what we're uh, right now. Uh, trying to figure out to do uh, what to do is we're trying to figure out a multi-level approach Mm -hmm. uh, strategy like Mm -hmm. you said uh, to doing this because we can't just have one one uh, one egg in the basket we need to put all of our different eggs in the basket so uh, it's a full frontal assault Mm -hmm. that, that we're interested in doing because like I said last night at the Capitol there is no civil rights army that's going to parachute into Little Rock mm-hmm. to help us. Right. We have to help ourselves. Right. Uh, because uh, the reason they're not coming to help us because this is happening in every, every single state. state. Yeah. And uh, you know South we Carolina yes going on right now. Indeed. Uh, I've I've met with the National Office of the NAACP and uh, with the National Office of the NAACP. Uh, they uh, are active in 10 different states mm-hmm. doing working with things uh, with redistricting uh, where they're a little bit further along. Uh, I've talked to the National Office of the ACLU, mm-hmm. similar things. Everybody's stretched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the problems here in Arkansas that we have to face and we have to live with the consequences of is the reason we be all become the low man on the totem pole is because we uh, have the lowest voting rate of any state in the union. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it's not about registered voters because mm-hmm. we have ample registered voters. voters. It's getting it's, people to the poll. It's just, you know, only 21% of the people who are registered to vote actually vote here in Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. I know in just the, just the recent election with, with the city, yes. uh, there were 16% of the, the electorate that yes. came out to vote. I, uh, we had a, a Terry Hollingsworth on a, a few weeks ago, and she talked about the efforts to sign up, up to people. You know, you get uh, uh, you know, uh, and unfortunately, uh, there's a frontal assault on on every front with the pro-Trump groups to to take and they have a multi like you said they have a multi-pronged strategy yes. to yes. to uh, dilute the vote, mm-hmm. uh, disenfranchise the vote, and also uh, to keep black people from the polls uh, because of of, of 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 their policies that they want to get in place. For one, uh, as you know, uh, and, and I know you were active on that, the, the, all the 25. The 25 voter suppression bills that were passed earlier during the legislative session. Mm-hmm. So that's part of their frontal side. That, like you said, that's not only in Arkansas, but nationally. Uh, getting getting back to the the fact that that your approach uh, that that one approach is is education. One approach is one approach is education, and we we have to put the information out. Uh, to the people, uh, particularly the people in the affected areas on what has actually happened. Mm -hmm. Because even today, 
there's still people that don't understand it. So mm-hmm. we have to educate them. And when with that education comes empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people. Uh, there was about uh, 200 people at the at the rally last night at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And there's several people that came up to me after the rally and just they, they, confessing. They, they, we didn't I, even we didn't know what yeah. was going on and how uh, significant Mm. What has happened happened. So we uh, we that have the knowledge, we have to uh, be be mindful that we need to approach everyone as uh, my grandfather used to always say, speak as though an eight year old child is listening at all times. That's the same principle of journalism that when I write my story, write it as if uh, an an eight year old is reading that story to make them understand. Like you said, I've been up at the Capitol. Uh, since Huckabee. Huckabee's from my hometown and mm-hmm. I know know the family well. And the things that I've seen, uh, the same way with you, in, in, in seeing the legislative process and, and trying to educate people that, that uh, uh, you know, uh, the importance of your vote in the fact that where your legislators cannot get a bill out of committee now. Yes. Or where you have a supermajority who is legislating, which means that if they want to pass a bill, they're going to pass it, mm-hmm. irregardless of because of uh, uh, and, and what that does. It leans democracy in a way where one group dominates completely. And Arkansas is so red right now. And, and the campaign finance reports that came out yesterday that we're, we're reporting on, Sarah Sander Huckabee has raised over $12 million. Mm. Uh, uh, that, is, that is four times the record that that uh hutchinson raised in his last race and, and wow. uh uh so it, it is a uh what's taking place is we're in a very critical time of kind of pushing back on some of these issues and, and mm-hmm. doing that education the other thing you got this so you gave me a copy of of this uh uh petition so to yeah. explain to our, our listeners uh, this petition that you're involved in. Yeah, but before I get to that, let me uh, address what you just said. Uh, one thing that uh, uh, Senator Joyce Elliott said the other day was so powerful. Uh, she talked about, yes, people believe that this is a red state, but it really isn't a no, red state. It, it, when you look at the registered voters, there are actually more blue registered voters than they are red. But, but voters. people are voting against their interests. Exactly. They're <laughs> voting against their interests. Mm-hmm. And they're not only voting against their interests, but uh, we go back to the fact that we're not voting in the numbers that we mm-hmm. need to be voting in. And so the, 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 the thing that we need to do to defend ourselves against uh, this Huckabee assault mm-hmm. is we have to mobilize now. Wow. Yeah. $12 million? Mm. That means she's coming and she's serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's coming. We don't. This going to be a very sad place to live if she it, it, if she's elected. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it is a, uh, and the thing of it is is that you know I, I in, in covering many issues, but one in particular was was the uh, 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 we call it the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, yes. but but in Arkansas, uh, uh, when they passed the legislation, there were people who were saying. Uh, what, what do we call it? Uh, we had another name for it in Arkansas. I can't think of the name, of, but they, Arkansas gave its own name to it. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, I can't remember it but, either. But I, you know, I went out and talked to people uh, writing stories about it and said, I, I love affordable care. I love my insurance that the state gives me, but I hate Obamacare. 
And I'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, that that's because, uh, you know, the the media Mm -hmm. has done a great job in uh helping people to vote against their own interests yeah, like yeah, you just yeah, said and yeah. the the thing the thing that uh, uh poor white america needs to understand is that they are being used as tools mm-hmm. and they don't even understand they, it they don't know mm-hmm. what what they're being used at because and as soon as soon as uh the 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 hidden hand gets what they want these poor white people that are supporting them, they're going to be dropped to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all, all they want is, is, is their vote and that's it. Uh, the one, one other thing, uh, you, you've, you got the petition and so we're, yeah, we can go into that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are, uh, uh, how many in, in terms of overturning, uh, uh, a bill or, or referendum. This is similar to to uh, what I call a, a reverse referendum. Yeah. Uh, so uh, indeed. Uh, so you you you're starting to collect signatures to overturn turn this. What what has yeah. to take place? Yeah. So you definitely let me tell you about that. So again, we would talk about multi multi layered attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the layers is uh, dealing with litigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you that there's going to be at least two or three, three. Mm-hmm. litigation streams mm-hmm. that will we- be opening up within the next week or so, okay, uh, if not sooner. And uh, th- w- another layer to that is uh, we have to understand here in Arkansas, Arkansas is one of 16 states mm-hmm. where the people actually have the ultimate power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the uh, Arkansas Constitution specifically states that the political power of the state of Arkansas rests there. inherently in the people. And I'm uh, and you mentioned that point. I'm gonna put a pin in there. But yes. the legislature is trying to take that away. They're gonna yes. put a bill up in 20, uh, 2022 where they try to say that where they're gonna try to weaken the ability for people to bring a referendum. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. And uh, we're we're fighting against that as well. Uh, so uh, when when the political power rests inherently in the people, what that means is that the people loan their power to the legislature to do the work while we go uh, take care of our families and go to, to our jobs and everything. Uh, so we send people to work on our behalf mm, to make sure that we're protected, to make sure that we're secured, uh, to make sure that we're cared for. As a whole. Mm -hmm. So when that power is corrupted, when that power is uh, used in uh, for manipulous means, then we the people have the ability to take that power back. Mm -hmm. Manipulous means an example of that is these two redistricting bills that became law Mm -hmm. that the governor. uh, uh, Did not have the backbone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did not have uh, he, you know he didn't have the integrity mm-hmm. to veto it on principle as you mm-hmm. stated mm-hmm. uh so the thing is is that uh we have the ability since the governor did not veto it the people have, have the opportunity to, to veto, veto it mm-hmm. and that what that that process is called a veto referendum mm-hmm. and how a veto referendum works is when a law is passed mm-hmm. and uh, that law, if it doesn't have an emergency clause, it has 90 days to go into effect. Since these two uh, uh, laws have a 90-day uh, 
wait period that 90 days is over on january the 14th that's mm-hmm. 90 days from today mm-hmm. is january yeah mm-hmm. nine days from today is january 14th so the clock started today mm-hmm. uh so what we have is we have 90 days to collect 54,000 signatures mm-hmm. 54,000 signatures from a minimum of 15 different counties mm-hmm. and if we let me not say if when we collect those 54,000 signatures from a minimum of 15 different counties, the second that they are certified by the secretary of state, that law will not go into effect at all. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that law is placed on the ballot in November, 2022. And, and then the people vote on, it. on whether or not it will go into effect. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're attempting to do right now is uh, last night we started collecting signatures. We collected, uh, well over a hundred signatures, and uh, our goal right now is to uh, starting this weekend collecting signatures. And in order for us to get the fifty four thousand signatures, we roughly have to collect about two hundred signatures a day for the next ninety days in order to and, do and that. And let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about that process. You probably have to get over the number yes uh because i know in the process of other referendums in the past uh when the secretary of states and ag goes through those uh uh, uh goes to those they'll, those names, they'll throw out at least a third of them <laughs> they're gonna throw out at least so so you you essentially need to get about seventy five thousand. yes seventy five thousand eighty thousand signatures and we can do it mm-hmm. because here's the thing uh we have families, mm-hmm. uh, we have churches, uh, we have sororities, we have fraternities, we have our Masonic organizations, our Eastern Star organizations, uh, we have our uh, social <laughs> our social organizations, we have our communities, we have our neighborhoods, and all we need to do is we need to sign this and then make sure that everybody we know mm-hmm. signs it as well. Mm-hmm. Because this is what's for the people, what's for the common goal, the common interest. If we have six bills that did not break up any uh, of the 75 counties, and of those six bills, six bills, three of them, uh, Murdoch's, Tucker's, and Elliott's created majority mm-hmm. minority mm-hmm. districts, uh, and that's what the uh, the uh, Voting Rights Act requires you that if you have the ability really? to create one, you must do it. Arkansas. Is the only the state only state in the Confederate that does not have a duly elected black representative or elect representative of color? The only uh, of the former Confederate states. And the thing is, and, and, and the Republicans don't don't say this out loud, but the fact is that the second district is getting closer. It was it was the last district who had elected a Democrat mm-hmm. or someone that the black uh, or, or the rising Hispanic chose as their representative uh i think uh joyce lost by six percent in the last election and 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 in and and she uh uh you know in her next race you know she had with the population change you could see some strength in not, that. Not only with the population change, she lost by 6%, but 18% did not vote. Exactly. Exactly. So she could have won. won. Yeah. By, by, <laughs> Easily. By, by a major, major, <laughs> by, but just by people getting out and yeah. voting uh, as they should. Yeah. So with this population change uh, and with us being able to draw a majority minority district, 
uh, she would have easily been able to have been elected to Congress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the last the other parallel that that and you talked uh, 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 about this a little bit uh, about the other parallel, and that's the courts. Yes. Uh, uh, you've you've got you said there's a couple lawsuits. Several of the states have lawsuits. The danger in that, as we go up through. Uh, the state court system and then to the, the appellate court system and then eventually one of these bills in South Carolina, Arkansas is going to get to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with that. 80% of the laws uh, that, that rulings that came up uh, the, 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 the Republican majority in the Supreme Court, I, I, well, I can't say Republican majority because they're, about, they're partisan. They're, they're not, they're nonpartisan, but the, <laughs> but the, but the, uh, you said the, that with a smirk yeah. on your face. <laughs> but the Supreme Court, all 80 rulings, they have backed the pro-Trump or the pro-Republican uh, uh, ruling. Mm -hmm. So the danger is if this gets to, and, and there's been a couple of the rulings where they didn't back the Civil Rights Act of, of 1965, they basically have said that that law has made it equal for all people. Well, uh, w uh, what happened with uh, Section 5 of the uh, Voting Rights uh, Act is the Supreme Court uh, said that the way that it was written, it needed to be updated because mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. as it was written, there were only uh, a certain number of states that were it, it affected. So it needed to be rewritten where well, it, there, it affected there, everybody. There's a bill out there in Joe Manchin of yeah. West Virginia is holding it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the John Lewis uh, legislation would resolve all, all of, of that, that and all we need to do is get it enacted and we need to get it enacted now so that all of this stuff goes away. Yeah. If, I mean, if Congress was to enact a John Lewis Act the today, federal, the then this, yeah, like then this map that we're talking about would immediately uh, be resolved. Yeah, because the federal <laughs> law will supersede the yes. state law and that, uh, uh, to our, our listeners out there, that law is now in committee yeah they started today didn't they, yeah, they did. with the committee so, so uh the last thing we've, we've got about about 12 minutes uh 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 and appreciate all the information a wealth of information that you're bringing to our listeners and all uh, uh i, I want to talk about briefly about the last leg of, of the the redistricting process which is the the board of apportionment yes and, and then i want to give you an opportunity to talk about the work that your organization is doing yes uh 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 that process is also in the hands of the of the the GOP majority. You've got mm -hmm. uh, uh, the uh, the board of apportionment will redraw the the hundred districts for the state of Arkansas for every legislative seat, the thirty five uh, Senate seats. Plus, they will also impact you down to the local level and judicial seats from the for the state of Arkansas. That process is going to be to, uh, that map. It's going can, on. Now. Yeah, it's going on right now. And and uh, the the governor's representative, which is uh, I can't think of her name, Betty uh, uh, Dickey, Justice Dickey, Dickey. Uh, uh, and then the AG's representative is the former head of the Dole Webb, who's the former head of the uh, Republican Party. Mm -hmm. uh, now let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's look at the uh, makeup of the Board of Apportionment, and it's a three-person panel uh, that will vote on the maps for the uh, state legislat uh, legislative uh, districts in the mm -hmm. Senate and the House. Mm -hmm. Now, number one is the governor. Mm -hmm. This governor just refused to veto mm -hmm. a 
clearly gerrymandered map. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that's going to affect his ability to be uh, impartial uh, in the map, objective <laughs> in the maps? Because he, he will clearly refuse to not vote against another gerrymandered mm -hmm. map. Mm -hmm. That's that's one thing. The second person on the board of apportionment uh, is the attorney general, uh, Leslie Rutledge. Le Leslie Rutledge just joined the lawsuit yes. with all the Republican uh, uh, attorney generals uh, fighting some uh, redistricting legislation on gerrymandering. Exactly. So she, where's her vote going to be mm -hmm. if she looks at a map that's gerrymandered? Mm -hmm. She's going to vote for uh, uh, this uh, hidden hand conservative uh, 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 uh Map, map. Oh, you're a cartographer. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. This map. So, uh, we those are two votes right there that we can't count on. Well, and you, you know, there's a saying that all politics is local. All politics this is, is going local. To impact. I, I guarantee you this. Uh, uh, the district that DC, the, I think 36 that Denise in it represents already looks like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes. All the all the seats in. Uh, 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 in Pulaski County that are now held by a black representative, I guarantee you those seats will be weakened. Yes. Those seats will, will and any of the legislative seats where where, where uh, you have a, a minority representation. Now, where the people have power in uh, affecting change in the maps mm -hmm. is through what's called community of interest reports. Mm hmm a community of interest report gives you the power to say how you want the map to be drawn. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a website that I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to give you a telephone number to text uh, text me your email address and I will send you the link to the website and you fill it out. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm working on uh, about four different websites in four different counties collecting community of interest reports. And in the other three counties uh, that are not Arkansas, we've collected tens of thousands mm -hmm. uh, community of interest reports here in Arkansas. We haven't even collected a hundred. Wow, wow. We haven't collected a hundred because uh, here we here in Arkansas, we haven't realized that this is in our hands and we have the power to we affect the change. Power. These community of interest reports can be used in the litigation that we're talking about as evidence, mm -hmm. evidence of uh, intent, mm -hmm. evidence of malfeasance. Mm -hmm. So we have to all jump on board. We have to sign these uh, petitions. We have to fill out our community of interest reports. We have to register to vote. Then we have to vote. And then we have to educate ourselves, educate our communities, educate our families. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I uh, going back to the to to the, I guess, three legislative sessions when the law was passed to where I, uh, I still get upset when I have to show an ID uh, when mm -hmm. I go in the book, because I know my mom in history county and in, in my lifetime when I was. Uh, Ten years old, she still keeps it. She she had to pay to vote. Yeah, the poll tax. Yeah, she had to pay a poll tax in Hempstead County uh, to pay. And and, and this uh, 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 you know this voter suppression and all these efforts to uh, to uh, uh, it, it seems like we've we've lost fifty years in the last yeah. last four years. I want to give you that opportunity. Uh, uh, one of the things yeah, we mentioned, Grady County and, and Cummins Prison. I. Mm -hmm. was one of the reporters selected to cover 
uh, uh, during the Hutchison administration, the executions. Yes. Uh, for me, the and, and they gave out information of all the all the people who've been executed from in the history of the state of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. When you look at that, mm-hmm. you see eighty five percent of them were black men. Disproportionate number. A bit black men, and and it goes. Uh, and what what really struck me, and I gave this to to my my church member Annie Abrams. She, I gave the information to her, but some of the black men were as young as twelve years old. Yeah, uh, and this goes along to to something that you are already doing, uh, educating about the history of of terrorism in the state of Arkansas. Well, let me tell you, uh, one of those uh, young black boys that was uh, executed by the state of Arkansas was uh, my grandmother's uh, brother, uh, Lonnie Dixon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lonnie Dixon in 1927 was uh, executed on his 17th birthday uh, for a murder that he did not commit. Mm-hmm. And that's tied up uh, with the you, uh, we talk about the John Carter lynching. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that is interconnected. So uh, what we do with the Arkansas Peace and Justice Memorial Movement, uh, Clarice, my wife and I, uh, our uh, goal is to ensure that uh, the four hundred and ninety three victims, uh, documented victims Listen to that four hundred and ninety three documented documented victims of terrorized uh, racial terrorized lynching here in the state of Arkansas, that they are remembered. And that their their uh, descendants, the descendants of the lynchers, as well as the descendants of the lynched, are able to come together and uh, have conversations and community building uh, where we as a state can move forward. But we can't move forward until we acknowledge our past. We can't move forward until we say this is what we did. Uh And. What we, what are we going to do moving forward? So that's what the goal is. And uh, definitely get in contact with us. Our telephone number is 501-725-1337. That's 501-725-1337. And you can text us at that number, your name and your email address, and we will contact you with information on these petitions. We will contact you with information on how you can fill out a community of interest report. And we will also include and I thank you uh, information on what we're doing uh, to uh, put up uh, lynching memorials throughout the state of Arkansas we've done two already mm-hmm. and uh, we have 491 more to do yeah. that's a daunting task <laughs> yeah, well and, and they also have and I, and I I know some of you our listeners out there get our Monday morning brew newsletter but I also want you to get up and go to their website and sign up for their newsletter yes because they have a lot lot of interesting stories interesting information that our community needs uh, uh sign up for the newsletter get it in your inbox and and uh it's great information uh, like like black consumer news said it's I, I don't want them to steal my tagline but it's news <laughs> it's news that empowers it is it's empowering news for our community lastly i want to uh kind of give you kudos you and your, and your wife are are uh humble and quietly you've done a lot for our community mm-hmm. you i call you one of our power, power couples i've said it on this air before that that you're doing work that 
uh, you don't draw attention to yourself, but no. you're out there, and you know, you, you it, it, someone who understands the legislative process, the political process. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, how you guys got involved, and then we'll. Well, well uh, Clarice and I, uh, we uh, met each other about, uh, I think it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Hold oh, on. don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you in trouble. I tried to, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Lord, our son, our son, is, our son is six. Cool. So we met each other about seven and a half years ago. And when we met. Uh, we had so much in common as far as being born in November, as far as our backgrounds. You know, she's a descendant of the Elaine Race Massacre. Wow. Uh, I'm a descendant of uh, the uh, John Carter lynching incident that happened here in Little Rock. So we had so much in common. And uh, our daughter, Dreema, uh, she, uh, we homeschool our children. So uh, Dreema had, in order to graduate from high school, she had a final paper that she had to do. And she wanted to go to the National Lynching Museum. Museum in Montgomery out of Alabama and we took her there uh, to do that and that's when we learned mm -hmm. about the history of Arkansas because we didn't we know, know previously why. about that just kind of like people yes. don't know about the land indeed, you know indeed. About so we uh, on the way home we said that we're, we will not come home and do nothing yes, and man. we've been hitting the ground ever since and uh, you know like you said we do it quietly we basically do it with our own funding mm -hmm. uh, you know we don't ask people for money if somebody want to give us money definitely yeah, give yeah. us money but uh, we do the work because it needs to be done and mm -hmm. we don't do it to showboat uh, and we're not interested in uh, any publicity for ourselves we're only interested in publicity for, for our the work calls. yes yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it and, and uh, this has been a, a great conversation uh, we appreciate uh, Kwame and, and coming on our show and 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 really just kind of educating our community about this old redistricting, but they do a whole lot more. But right now, this is a critical issue for our community. Yes. I, I, I pray that each of us will get out and do the small part that, that we can do, whether it's uh, uh, taking this uh, petition and, and give it to all your church members or the yes. members in your community. Uh, uh, and we're, we're going to have a training on Sunday night on Zoom to mm -hmm. teach people how to do this if you want to be volunteers. Mm -hmm. So definitely text us at 501-725-1337. And we will put this information in our newsletter and on Black Consumer News website. Thank Go you. to our you. website, subscribe to us, and, and we enjoyed this great conversation. And Angel... You missed it. I'm going to tell you, you missed it. You, uh, but we appreciate Kwame coming on and, and spending Anytime. time Anytime. with us. Black Consumer News, we are news that empowers. Good evening. Have a good day.